Why has Triple H been so successful? Why is Triple H running WWE better than Vince McMahon and Bruce Pritchard on Monday and Friday night? Long-term booking. so very much for joining me right here on off the script this is your monday night raw post show for february 19th 2024 i am your host jd from new york as always coming to you live from the ots venue thank you guys so very much for joining me on your monday evenings wherever you may be You guys enter the venue, you guys come to drink at the OTS venue, you throw them bombs on top of the bar, and you want to drink with the best. We got Phantom67 with a $100 super chat. He comes in waving his fucking cash, wanting the top shelf stuff. Good show tonight. 5.7 out of 10. You're very down uh, to the last decimal point there, Phantom what the fuck is wrong with Sammy? Come out and help your buddies. Thank God Jay rang the bell or Jimmy rang the bell in this case. What the fuck am I drinking? Been sick over the long weekend, so drinking tea. Listen, man, if you got to enjoy a nice hot beverage, what difference does it make, man? Get better, Phantom. Thank you so very much for your generosity. Thank you for being here. Even though you are ill, just wear a mask, please. And go sit in the corner by yourself. Go sit in the VIP section by yourself. And stay away from everybody. Thank you. Monday Night Raw. Tonight. Thought it was a solid show. You know, I have done a lot of damage control for WWE. I've been basically on top of this Rock, Roman... Cody, Seth, Bloodline, WrestleMania nonsense. Nobody wants to hear it because they're all blinded by nostalgia. Not really surprised with the level of uh, the IQ on social media. But I think I've done a very good job at handling all of the nonsense that we've been given so far on the road to WrestleMania Lucky for you guys, I will not be ranting about anything Roman Rock related. No need to. Triple H booked a solid show tonight. We got some chamber build. We got some WrestleMania build. Couple of major WrestleMania matches teased tonight. And we're going to start off with the biggest one and probably... The one I'm most excited about. Because out of everybody that does what we do, I pitched this match weeks ago. And I'm glad that WWE is on the same page. Tonight, Gunther defended the Intercontinental Championship against Jay Uso, Anaheim, California. Sold out over 11,000 people at the Honda Center. 
or the Honda Arena, whatever they're calling it, in Anaheim, California. That was your main event tonight. First of all, it's always great to see the Intercontinental Championship in the main event because it is a title that, when I was a little JD, I always looked at the Intercontinental Championship as the title that I wanted to hold. The greats held that title. Bret Hart, Razor Ramon, Shawn Michaels, Mr. Perfect. The list goes on and on. Triple H, The Rock, Owen, everybody. Everybody held that title. Tonight, he defended that title against Jey Uso, and a lot of people were possibly, I would say, I don't know if it was what people wanted because they genuinely like Jey Uso or if it's something that they wanted because they want to see Gunther's reign end. I am in the camp of not wanting to see his reign end yet. It's got to be the right place. It's got to be the right time. It's got to be the right opponent. It wasn't any of those things tonight on Monday Night Raw, and I'm just being completely honest with you. If you guys wanted Jey Uso to win the Intercontinental Championship, he's not the right guy. If you wanted Gunther to drop the Intercontinental Championship tonight on Monday Night Raw, it wasn't the right place, and it certainly isn't the right time. You're not going to take Gunther holding the title for over 600 days and drop the title on a random Monday Night Raw on the road to WrestleMania this close to WrestleMania 40. Doesn't make sense. Does not make sense. Now, WrestleVotes put out a tweet legitimately at 11.22 p.m. I was in the Mustang coming to the venue already. This guy's putting out a tweet. He says this, get this. I quote, hearing an interesting story we hope to follow up on with more tomorrow. Sources state that there were multiple people within the company under the impression Jay Uso was winning the Intercontinental title tonight on Raw. I'm told that as late as 6 p.m., this was the direction on various show rundowns with the creative and digital departments. Now, again, I love Jay Uso. I think Jay Uso is fucking fantastic. He's not the right guy. And I don't know why Jay Uso was on some of the run sheets to win the Intercontinental Championship tonight. And the only thing that I could really piece together, and I'm sure we'll talk about this tomorrow more on an extra, the only thing that I could really chalk that up to is WWE wanting to basically sway people away from what happened in the outcome of that match. Maybe they didn't want everybody to kind of figure out that Jimmy Uso was going to factor into the ending. Maybe they wanted to kind of keep it a little bit under wraps about what the WrestleMania plans were, and everybody found out in the moment that we found out tonight when Jimmy frantically rung the bell and caused a distraction that led to Gunther retaining the Intercontinental title. Clearly, after what we got in the main event tonight, it is Jimmy versus Jey Uso at WrestleMania. And I think WWE went about building Jimmy and Jay tonight in the best way possible. Now, I will say this. I don't know why we did not get anything beforehand with these two 
on the road to WrestleMania. We did get them drawing number one and number two in the Royal Rumble, which was a great little sight to open the Royal Rumble. Uh, it sets the tone. It gives you a little Easter egg, a little tease. Jey Uso gets his entrance in front of 40,000 people at Tropicana Field. It was just too perfect to not do that at this year's Royal Rumble. I don't know why we didn't get some level of build even before that. They kind of moved Jey Uso to Raw. They, they left Jimmy on SmackDown to be more of a comedy character in the bloodline. Now that Rocky's back, now that Dwayne is back and in the bloodline, now it looks like everybody's going to be on top of their game. I guess it's uh, never too late. Better late than never, huh? So they built Jimmy. He factored into Cody Rhodes losing with Solo Sokoa. And Jimmy factored into Jey Uso losing against Gunther, failing to capture the Intercontinental Championship. I thought the way that they went about it was great. A little late, I would have liked a little bit more, but I like the way that they handled it. He doesn't want to see his brother win the Intercontinental Championship. I mean, it's just an easy sell. So I thought they went about that very, very well. But as far as the WrestleVotes report, I don't really, and I trust WrestleVotes 100%. I don't think that they wanted people to know exactly what was going on. Jey Uso winning the title is not the right move. Gunther dropping the title on Monday Night Raw, this close to WrestleMania, on the run that he's been on, that's just creative malpractice. You, you, don't, you don't do that. I, I do not think that anybody in that company, I do not think Paul Levesque even had a thought of Gunther dropping that title tonight. I think that was one big troll job by the creative department. So we'll see what they have to say tomorrow. I trust Russell Vogt's reporting, and we will get into that tomorrow. Jey Uso failed to capture the title tonight. Gunther retains. Great. See a lot of people booking Gunther at WrestleMania. A lot of people wanted to see Braun Breaker wrestle Gunther at WrestleMania. Well, that's not going to happen. Braun Breaker signed a contract on Friday to be a part of the SmackDown brand. So he's not moving over to wrestle Gunther at all. He can't. He's on Friday night and probably will be the next client of Paul Heyman when the time is right. That leaves Monday Night Raw. We've already blown through Bronson Reed. We've blown through Ricochet, which I don't really even know where he is anymore. I mean, I don't, the fact that we don't have Ricochet on TV is a little mind-boggling, but that's another story in itself. We've gotten Ivar. He lost to Chad Gable tonight, which brings us to Chad Gable. Chad Gable is on the lips of everybody as the guy to beat Gunther for the Intercontinental Championship. At one point or another, I was in that Gable camp. And listen, if it ends up being Chad Gable, I will be okay with that because Chad Gable's a beast. Chad Gable's a machine. Chad Gable deserves it. I think Chad Gable winning that title in front of 60,000 people in Philadelphia, that would be a moment. I have no problem with that, but I don't think it's going to be Chad Gable. Unfortunately, I don't think that will be Chad Gable. Who I do think it will be is Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn, he's been on this, this road. He wants to be a world champion. He's mentioned that he wants to be a world champion. Tonight, it was a little bit of a different tone. 
A little bit of a different tone for Sami Zayn. He is going to be a champion. He didn't say he wants to be a world champion. He says he's going to be a champion. Sami Zayn and Gunther is the direction for WrestleMania. And if you have a problem with that, I don't really know how you have a problem with that. I honestly think that you might have some mental issues if that is not looking good to you at WrestleMania. Because to me, Sami Zayn versus Gunther is this generation's David versus Goliath matchup. Imagine Sami Zayn with the popularity that Sami Zayn has. And yes, it's waned over the last year or so. He hasn't really done much of anything since winning the tag team titles with Kevin Owens at WrestleMania last year against the Usos. But with the popularity that Sami Zayn still has with the fan base, can you imagine him in Philadelphia overcoming the odds, beating Gunther and ending the title reign, the historic title reign of Gunther and that Intercontinental Championship? I mean, it's time. It's time. Now, if it was up to me, Gunther would never lose that championship, but we can't live in a fantasy world. I know I've said in the past, well, why don't we just have him beat everybody and then just relinquish the title? What good is that doing the title? It's not really doing the title any good. It's doing Gunther good because he would remain undefeated. But I think everybody, even including me, deep down, wants to see Gunther do the right thing and put somebody else over take everything that he's accomplished and pass it on to the next person who beats him because the next person that beats him is going to be a fucking big deal. It's going to be a major moment. Sami Zayn is that guy. Honestly. See some people in the chat mentioning Andrade. Andrade, listen, I love Andrade, but Andrade just got here. Andrade is going to have to do a lot in five weeks, six weeks to convince us that he is ready for an Intercontinental Championship match. Andrade really isn't that over with the audience yet. He's just gotten here. He has to reestablish himself. He's certainly not on the same level as a, of a Sami Zayn. So if you're just going to go based on that, why would you choose Andrade over a Sami Zayn when we all know Sami Zayn's the better matchup for Gunther at WrestleMania? And Andrade, if he comes on in... He would be a great first opponent for Sami Zayn. I don't think Andrade is going to come in as a babyface. Who the fuck wants to see him as a babyface? Andrade works better as a heel. I think that's the way to go. So out of everybody on Monday Night Raw, we're looking at Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn's the guy. And I have no problem with that whatsoever. And yeah, I'm having Sami Zayn beat Gunther at WrestleMania. Gunther is primed and ready for bigger and better things. Whether Seth Rollins retains the championship or not... At WrestleMania, I don't have any idea who he's wrestling. It could be Drew McIntyre. It could be L.A. Knight. It could be Randy Orton. We don't know. We'll talk about the Chamber predictions tomorrow when Mr. Baydala and myself are live for TNT. But it could be any one of those three guys. It's not going to be Logan Paul. It's not going to be Bobby Lashley. It's not going to be Kevin Owens. It's going to be in this order. It's going to be Drew McIntyre. He's the odds-on favorite. Randy Orton. And then L.A. Knight is the dark horse. So I don't really know what's going to happen with the World Heavyweight Championship, but that is reserved for Gunther. Whenever that happens, Gunther is going to be the World Heavyweight Championship uh, champion. That is the next logical phase for Gunther. But having him drop the title, if that is the way to go, 
having him drop the title to Sami Zayn. I don't think anybody has a problem with that at all. Sheamus, you guys are just throwing people out there now, man. Sheamus, was he even drafted to Raw? I thought Sheamus was on SmackDown. And Sheamus hasn't even been brought back for the WrestleMania build. As far as I'm concerned, Sheamus is on the way out of WWE. It's not really factored into anything. That should have happened last year. But that did not happen. So now we're looking at Sami Zayn. And that's who I'm going with. My guy Thomas Franco with a $100 super chat. JD here is a bomb for a good show tonight. And for Gunther, the best wrestler in WWE. And also for your great reviews, we appreciate all your work. Thomas, thank you so very much, brother. Happy to have you here. See some people in the chat saying that Sami Zayn already won the Intercontinental Championship. Who cares? Why should that matter here? Who gives a shit? Does anybody remember? Nobody gives a shit when he won the Intercontinental title then. It's what about now? It's what matters now. This is the best Sami Zayn that we've been given so far on the main roster, period. This is the Sami Zayn to beat Gunther. This is the Sami Zayn that should be the Intercontinental Champion. That's what I'm going with. I pushed it weeks ago. I'm glad to see WWE on that road. Jimmy gets Jay. We all kind of assumed that was going to happen. Cody. He wrestled Drew McIntyre tonight in what I thought was a fantastic opening match. Really showed the sense of urgency on both men. Drew needs to win because he's going to the chamber. He wants to take that momentum into the chamber. Cody, he wants to win because he won the Royal Rumble. He chose Roman Reigns. He wants to keep that momentum riding high, going into this epic battle. Now that he knows Rocky's back with Roman, and he's in the bloodline. I guess he didn't give Seth Rollins the answer that Seth Rollins wanted. Because Seth Rollins, if he gave Seth the okay for Seth to be his shield, maybe we wouldn't have gotten the bloodline out there tonight. And the way WWE went about it, I loved that they went right back to the original ending that they did in Los Angeles last year with Cody and Roman. This was Jimmy interfering, solo with the Samoan spike, Drew McIntyre with a Claymore kick, and that was it. I was wondering what WWE was going to do, and at first glance, you were all probably like, well, who's going to win? Drew McIntyre can't lose if he's going to the chamber, and Cody, he doesn't really have much going on right now. He's not wrestling at the chamber, so maybe he can take a loss, but still, you don't want your number one contender losing on the road to WrestleMania when he's wrestling Roman Reigns in the main event. WWE seemingly backed themselves into a creative corner there, but I think they got out of it, and for everybody claiming that Cody can't take a loss, I'm going to need you to get your fucking tissues out, wipe your eyes, and shut the fuck up. Seriously. I don't know why everybody, oh, well, Cody can't lose. Who gives a shit? Do you think any less of Cody now that he lost to Drew McIntyre, who's the hottest wrestler in the entire company? I know I don't. 
Do I think less of Drew McIntyre? No. Do I think less of Cody Rhodes? No. Why? Why is everybody the way that they are on social media? So for all the people that claim Cody Rhodes can't take a loss, doesn't really matter. Cody's in the main event of WrestleMania already. Cody's getting his title shot against Roman. He's going to win the championship on Sunday, April 7. It will happen. He hasn't been pinned in over a year or close to a year. Who cares? Cody could take a loss. He'll be fine. You're all complaining that Cody can't take a loss, but here he is giving up his fucking title shot at WrestleMania. You know what? I said I wasn't going to talk about it. Oh, he can't take a loss. Meanwhile, he didn't even explain why he gave up his title shot to Roman Reigns or to, uh, to The Rock. He didn't explain anything. He's already looking like an idiot. So what is a loss going to do? How much is a loss going to make him look that much bad? You fucking break. He'll be fine. Trust me. McIntyre, DM hunk, is the hot hand right now. Sit down. There's a box of tissues on the fucking bar. Go grab one, order a drink, and shut your fucking mouth. We're going to go over. I guess The Rock is right. Maybe you are all crybaby bitches. I don't know, man. I don't want to sit here and tell you Dwayne is right. Dwayne's been pretty wrong on the road to WrestleMania. Anyway, we're going to go over Monday Night Raw tonight. We're going to get into it. I thought it was a solid show tonight. Appreciate you guys being here on the podcast on this Monday night. You guys are awesome. Got Thomas Franco and my guy Phantom67 donating big already. Thank you guys for your generosity. Get those super chats in if you guys want to hang out after the stream is over. I'll keep the venue open after hours. Also, hit that thumbs up, man. Try for a thousand likes. We got over 3,100 people in here. I need a thousand likes. Easy. Minimum. What the fuck is going on? You believe this shit, man? They're sitting in the venue. They can't even hit the fucking thumbs up, man. You guys are crazy, man. You guys are crazy. Hit the thumbs up, please. And thank you. Also, hit that subscribe button down below. Turn on the bell for notifications. Go check out all the other content on the channel. Plenty of it. I'll be back live tomorrow night with TNT Tuesday Night Titans. Mr. Andrew Baydala and myself will be going over the week's news, chamber predictions. We'll get his view on The Rock and that very mid-promo on Friday. Follow me on X, at JD from NY206. That's X, Instagram, TikTok, and Cameo. And tonight's sponsor is Blue Chew. BlueChew.com. And BlueChew is your way to long-term booking. Seriously. Don't be a Tony Khan, okay? You don't want to be 
in the short-term booking business. You want to be in the long-term booking business. Bluechew. Bluechew.com. Code JD at checkout. All you got to do is pay the $5 shipping and handling. And you get yourself a free sample on the podcast. Monday Night Raw started off with DM Hunk. Drew McIntyre. This is the go-home show for the Elimination Chamber, by the way. DM Hunk, Drew McIntyre. Against Cody Rhodes. This went 20 minutes to open the show. Can I say, I actually quite enjoy the presentation on Monday Night Raw. They got the different sports presentation packages that they do. They did one before this match. It was very UFC-esque. So you see that that sports presentation kind of being integrated into the show. I love the fact that they show the talent arriving earlier in the afternoon to the arena with their luggage. If they're in a group like the Judgment Day, they're all arriving together. Just sets the tone for a big show. I like the fact that WWE has put more of a focus on the in-ring on Monday night. Something with the lighting has changed on Monday night as well. I think back in the day, they used to have that that horrendous red lighting. It's more of a focus on the in-ring. The crowd is a little dimmed, and I like that. I like the fact that WWE's put, especially for the build of the video game, they even integrated some of the sports presentation into the show to build hype for the video game. Everybody that's wrestling on tonight's show, and they did the same thing last week, they put their their WWE 2K24 ratings in the corner of the screen. And I think it was Cody Rhodes having a 93, and McIntyre has an 89 in the game. Now, the one that I was upset with was Gunther. They gave Gunther a 90 rating. In WWE 2K24. What the fuck are they drinking over there, man? It ain't anything good, I'll tell you that. They got some bottom-of-the-barrel cheap fucking whiskey that they're drinking over at the 2K Studios, man. They're not drinking the top-shelf shit. What the fuck is going on over there? It's like they, they miscalculated. They left nine points off of Gunther's rating in the game. Gotta be kidding me. They rated him a 90. Gunther should be a 99, easy, in the game. Now, but good thing we can change it. McIntyre's an 89. Ridiculous. They rated Logan Paul higher than Gunther. Logan Paul. Ridiculous. Johnny Gargano's got a 74 rating. That's all he's worth, a 74? I don't know. Anyway, I thought this was a great match. Really good stuff. Drew's fucking great. Easily the best thing about this show right now. His social media work, I don't know what the, maybe he went to social media school. Nobody's doing social media right now better than Drew McIntyre. Nobody. Cody Rhodes, always great. He is the face of the company. These two wrestled like it was a big match. It was presented like a big match. It felt like a big match. It had a big, big fight feel tonight. And it was an important match. Both guys needed to win. 
Wins and losses don't matter in WWE. Both guys needed to win. For sure. So we go right to the bell. Rhodes used a dragon screw early, and he tried to apply a figure four early in the match, but McIntyre reversed it. Rhodes rolled out of the ring. We went to a commercial break quickly. Rhodes was in trouble. McIntyre, he was on offense after we get back from the break. He used his big boot to squeeze Rhodes' head into the ring post. McIntyre then used chops. Rhodes fired back. He was so upset, he asked for more. This guy was basically asking Drew McIntyre to chop him some more. You don't want to do that. Look at what he did to CM Punk in the Royal Rumble, man. You don't want that. McIntyre kicked his leg, and he is back in control here. Rhodes starts another comeback. Bulldog, big forearm, snap power slam, disaster kick. He goes for a cover. He gets a two count. He goes for a Cody cutter, nails it, goes for another cover, gets a two count. McIntyre blocked a crossroads attempt, but Rhodes sent them both over the top rope with a clothesline, and we go to another commercial break. So commercial breaks in this match, commercial breaks in the main event, you know, it comes with the territory when watching pro wrestling on cable television, but it does take away from the overall match that could be Drew McIntyre, and Cody Rhodes. So Rhodes, we come back from break. He's jabbing at Drew McIntyre. Hits the big bionic elbow. McIntyre comes back, hits a spine buster. He goes for a cover off the spine buster, gets a two count. Then he goes for a sit-out powerbomb, nails it, goes for another cover and gets a two count. McIntyre went for the Claymore kick. Rhodes hit a super kick to stop that. Followed it up with a pedigree. McIntyre headbutted Rhodes out of midair. And hit a future shock DDT. He did not tear Cody Rhodes' tricep. Cody Rhodes was fine. Cody Rhodes came back with a superplex and a Cody cutter off the top rope for a near fall. Crowd went crazy. All of a sudden, we see Jimmy Uso running out. Rhodes immediately knocked him off the apron. Referee got rid of Jimmy. Rhodes then set up McIntyre for the crossroads. But Solo Sokoa caught him from behind, thumbed him in the eye, hit the Samoan spike. McIntyre followed with a Claymore kick. But at this point, before the Claymore kick, this is very important. McIntyre was looking around at the bloodline, and you know McIntyre does not like the bloodline. The whole reason why McIntyre is the way that he is right now is because of the bloodline. They cost him everything. But the funny thing is, this is a new Drew McIntyre. He sees the bloodline helping him out. And though he's looking at them very nastily, he has no problem accepting their help. Because he knows beating Cody Rhodes is one step closer to him achieving his WrestleMania goal. Now he's going to the chamber with all the momentum in the world. He beat the guy that's challenging Roman Reigns for the title at WrestleMania, and he's trying to win his title against Seth at WrestleMania. He delivered a Claymore. Cody sold the shit out of it. One, two, three. Andrew McIntyre pins Cody Rhodes on Monday Night Raw in the open of the match. McIntyre looked somewhat conflicted here at the end of the match. 
Likely because he benefited from the bloodline, even though he hates the bloodline, but he has no problem accepting their help. He will do whatever he can to A, crush the dreams of Cody Rhodes, just like he did CM Punk, and now he's going to win the chamber, and he's going to wrestle Seth Rollins at WrestleMania for the World Heavyweight title. Great stuff. Love the fact that WWE sent Jimmy and Jay out there, or uh, not Jay, uh, Jimmy and Solo out there to basically recreate the same ending from WrestleMania 39 when Cody lost to Roman. They did the same thing to him, setting the tone that Cody Rhodes is going to have a big uphill battle this WrestleMania season. Love it. I thought they did everything perfectly here in the opening match. No problem with anything they did at all. And McIntyre won, which is the right move. Cody Rhodes can definitely take a loss here. You are going to be okay. Trust me. You're not going to lose sleep. The sun will shine tomorrow. Unless the weather forecast says no. It'll shine the next day. And Cody Rhodes is still in the main event of WrestleMania. Don't worry. We're going to video package for Andrade. He's now going by Andrade El Idolo. So he's now Andrade El Idolo, and I like it. He basically talked about his family history in pro wrestling. He mentioned Charlotte. His wife is a wrestler. He's ingrained in this business. He said his destiny is in WWE, and he is in control of his destiny. WWE showed some celebrities holding the WWE title belts at the NBA All-Star Game this weekend, which... All I heard from anybody that I talked to that's into the NBA that it was the most horrific and embarrassing all-star game in the history of the NBA. You know, I'd be curious to know, this was a discussion at the gym today for a little bit. How does the NBA get the all-star game back to the glory days of when we were teenagers? I mean, I wasn't a big basketball guy really ever, but when the basketball you know, all-star game showed up, I'd watch. It was always the dunk contests and the all-star game itself. How do we get the all-star game back to being a must-see event? There's nothing on the line. Do we put a cash prize on the line? Do we go about doing the all-star game, giving home field advantage to whichever conference I don't know. I, I don't know how we even go about it. One of the worst things you could possibly have, you know, especially if you're a fan, is having an all-star game weekend where everybody should really be playing their fucking balls off because they're the top of their profession. And seeing these players go out there not giving a shit about giving you an entertaining game. They take... All the fans for granted. It's awful. It really is. I don't know. And yes, by the way, I'm Team Mystic. You have a problem with me being Team Mystic? Give me a break. If you got a problem with Team Mystic, you got a problem with me, okay? Me and my Pokemon, uh, my Pokemon addiction. Got a bunch of fucking packs over here I haven't even opened yet. Got like 100 packs over here. I haven't even opened yet for the new set. Anyway, be curious to know what you guys think. 
Yeah, eliminate it all. Just get rid of it all together. They cut to Cody backstage. After the match was over and he lost, Cody was gasping and clutching at his throat. Adam Pearce walked in and asked how he was doing, and Cody insisted that he was fine. Seth Rollins walked in. He looked at Cody for a little bit, patted him on the knee, and walked away. Because Cody could, uh, Cody could have given him an answer last week. If he did, he wouldn't be in this predicament that he's in this week. I don't know. Cody and Seth Rollins will be on the Grayson Waller effect at the Elimination Chamber. I was thinking about this during the show tonight. You know, I complain that Rock, Roman, Triple H, there's no explanation anywhere. Cody didn't give an explanation. We didn't get no explanation. It seems like WWE's flying at the seat of their fucking pants on this thrill, and they're booking it week by week with no logic, bunch of logic gaps. Nothing really makes sense, but I think that's probably what they're going for. WWE doesn't have Seth Rollins defending the World Heavyweight title. They don't got Roman defending the Universal Heavyweight title. CM Punk is injured. I'm assuming we get Roman flying to Perth with The Rock to maybe interfere and interrupt this Grayson Waller effect with Cody Rhodes and Seth Rollins. And maybe we get the tag team match that's being rumored set up for WrestleMania which I don't really agree with. I don't know why we need a tag team match. First of all, I don't even know why we need Rock Wrestling at WrestleMania. The fact that it's even attached to this is all we need. But maybe they interfere. Maybe they interrupt the segment on Saturday afternoon. I don't know. Maybe we get some sort of explanation. I'm assuming that when Rollins not defending his title, Roman not defending his title, CM Punk being injured, maybe WWE makes good and gives Australia Rock showing up, and maybe we get some sort of promo, some sort of explanation, some back and forth. Maybe we get Triple H. I don't know. We need some answers, man. That's all I want is some fucking answers. Maybe we get that on Saturday. I'm not going to hold my breath, but I'm hoping. I'm hoping. We can't go a whole other week with no answers. We can't wait. We can't wait till not this coming Friday, the next Friday for answers. I don't know if Roman or Rock are going to be on this this Friday show because it's a tape show. They could be. They could splice in a segment. But I'm not really holding my breath. I don't know. But I do think that they will be in Australia at the chamber during that segment, and there will be something going down. It has to be. Last Chance Battle Royal. For the Women's Elimination Chamber spot. I don't know why we needed a last chance battle royal. We got women in there that had nothing to do with the Elimination Chamber qualifying matches. Getting a chance to qualify for the Elimination Chamber matches. Now you could look at this one of two ways. One, you could take all the losers who lost already at their opportunity and leave them out. Because they're losers. Now, this is what I would have done. If you lost already, then you're finished. If you lost your qualifying match, goodbye. Enjoy catering. The last chance battle royal should be for everybody that wasn't given an opportunity to get a qualifying match. 
Why are we rewarding losers? I don't get it. But WWE likes rewarding losers. They don't shy away from that. I didn't really give a shit about this. And the one reason why I didn't give a shit about this is because as soon as we got the entrances, as soon as you saw Raquel Rodriguez come back and enter this battle royal, that was your winner right there. She was not only the most dominant woman in this battle royal, but she was the biggest name in this battle royal. The only other woman that I would have given a nod to outside of Raquel Rodriguez in this match was Chelsea Green. Chelsea Green seems to be developing some sort of momentum. I don't know what it is. I can't put my finger on it. People enjoy Chelsea's shtick. They enjoy her character. I don't really find it all that entertaining or humorous. I don't really know. I don't really care. I know she's a great wrestler when she wants to be. And I hope we, we get that at some point. Maybe a major singles run in the future is in the cards for her. I don't know. But she was the only other one that I would have maybe picked in this battle role because she's been lobbying for a shot. She wants a shot. She wants an opportunity. She's gone to Adam Pierce and complained. I could have seen them put her in the match. But as soon as Raquel came out, I'm like, well, there's your winner right there. In fact, I thought Shayna was going to win it. If Raquel wasn't in it, I was like, oh, you know, Shayna's going to win it. Shayna's a chamber beast. But as soon as Raquel came out, I'm like, oh, there you go. There's your winner. That's exactly who won here. They didn't even go with Indy Hartwell, who is from the country. Goes to show you how much they think of Indy Hartwell. So it came down to Bay. I'm not going to go over the schematics here. I mean, it's just a fucking waste of time. Baszler, Stark, Rodriguez, and Meachin. Chelsea Green is somewhere pulling the Jerry Lawler, sleeping on the outside or hiding underneath the ring. I knew she didn't get eliminated. She was in there as well. Stark and Baszler clothesline Meachin over the top rope to the floor. Rodriguez battled against both. Rodriguez tossed Baszler out next. Baszler tried to protect Stark from being kicked off the apron, brought Rodriguez, knocked Stark into the arms of Baszler, and she thought she won. Now, the bell didn't ring. Raquel Rodriguez clearly did not hear the bell signal the ending of the match. Chelsea Green snuck in from behind. I don't know where she was. She had not been officially eliminated. She was sleeping on the outside, hiding underneath the ring. Typical WWE battle royal spot, which I find to be cringe. She entered, and Rodriguez easily tossed her over the top rope to win the battle royal in about 15 minutes. And Raquel Rodriguez is going to the elimination chamber to join Tiffany Stratton, Liv Morgan, Bianca Belair, Becky Lynch, and who's the other one? Who's the other one? I don't even who, who, who else is in the match? Rhea, no, Rhea Ripley's not in the match. Who, who else is in the fucking show? Who's in the chamber match? It's Becky, Liv, Tiffany, Bianca, Raquel. Who's the other one? Why am I missing one? Doesn't even matter. Why am I drawing a blank here? Can someone fucking help me in the chat? Who... 
Naomi, there you go. Naomi, there you go. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Okay, there, Naomi's in it. She ain't winning. She ain't winning. Becky's going to win it. I don't know what Naomi's doing at WrestleMania. Bianca's not winning it. Becky is going to win the chamber. Easy. But I'll tell you what, man, with Rodriguez now qualifying for this thing, the women's chamber is now stacked. This may be the best-looking chamber match for the women that we've ever gotten. And I'm going with Becky Lynch to win because they've teased this match way too much with Rhea Ripley, and it would be stupid for them not to do that match. Now, especially with all the injuries and the uncertainty surrounding this WrestleMania, that is the biggest match you could do right now in the entire division, and that's where you go. And you know what? I don't even have Becky win the title. I'm not having Rhea drop that title. I'm not. Now, Liv is a dark horse. I can't count Liv out. But Liv Morgan versus Rhea Ripley isn't a WrestleMania match. Sorry, geeks. It's not. Maybe a B-level pay-per-view. Maybe a main event on Raw. But WrestleMania? No. Now, keep dreaming. Keep dreaming. WWE is not going to put Liv Morgan in a title match over Becky Lynch unless they make it a triple threat match and Liv gets in there somehow to finish her story with Rhea Ripley. And if she does get in there to make it a triple threat match with Rhea and Becky, she'd only be there to take the pinfall loss. So why would you even bother? Becky versus Rhea one-on-one. That's the way you go. Liv Morgan versus Rhea Ripley is not a WrestleMania match. Maybe I should uh, mega horn it for you guys because some of you don't really understand. Liv Morgan and Rhea Ripley is not a WrestleMania match. Sorry. Don't kill the messenger. Michael Cole interviewed Rhea Ripley and Nia Jax. This was a sit-down interview. They had the split screen. Michael Cole asked Rhea Ripley if she has butterflies. Rhea Ripley looks like she kills the butterflies. Does she have butterflies? No. Rhea Ripley said she last wrestled in Australia seven years ago when she was on the indie scene. She said she wanted to fit in and please people and wasn't comfortable in her own skin back then. She said she had to remind herself exactly who the hell she was and that she didn't want to fit in and be like everyone else. Man, oh man. You know, I think about it. Can you imagine if I tried to fit in and be like everybody else in the IWC? We wouldn't have any type of program that would be interesting to the viewer here. Can you imagine that? Imagine I sat with some shitty-looking graphics in a nice little fucking box with some action figures behind me, man, and some T-shirts and a fucking title belt and my unmade bed. Imagine that. These bedroom streamers, man, they can't compete 
They look like they're fucking recording out of a goddamn fucking hostel. Give me a break, man. You want to do what we do? Seriously, you got to get with the program. Get yourself a nice mic, a nice camera, update your graphics, and fucking go all in. Legitimately. I don't know how you people listen to some of these fucking bedroom streamers doing this content, man. I seriously don't understand it. It's fucking pathetic, man. It's, it's, it's fucking pathetic. Anyway. Yeah, you got a box of Capri Sun, right? Sitting next to you. You got fucking ha- half a bag of eating Dorito chips that's probably uh, six weeks old in the corner. Ridiculous. I'd be like Denise. Oh, man. Oh, man. We don't want to do that now, right? We don't want... Come on! What'd I say? Come on, man. Anyway, I'm sure sure she has an entertaining show on Monday nights, man. (laughs) Yeah, right. I may need to drink the whole bottle of Jack to fucking enjoy that shit. Anyway. Rhea Ripley's not comfortable in her own skin. I know, I know. That's where we got to pick up. Nia Jack said, that's cute. And it'll make it all the sweeter to squash her again in her homeland. Ripley said, all the momentum is on her side and she will crumble when she hears everyone in that stadium screaming for mommy. Jax laughed at her. Rhea Ripley said she will realize she just isn't good enough. Oh, she's good enough. She's good enough. Rhea, Rhea, can I ask you a question? <laughs> <clears throat> <clears throat> sorry, man. Uh, sorry. Uh, uh, Jesse let some helium in- into the in- into the venue. Uh, t- what are you doing, bro? Man, wh- why? 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 You-, you were partying a little bit too hard. What's with all the fucking helium in here, man? Making me sound like a fucking chipmunk or a terrible podcaster. <clears throat> Moving on. I went to Michael Cole and Pat McAfee at ringside. We had some Netflix representatives in attendance. He said next year they will move to Netflix and that will be their new home. They showed a group of people standing and clapping for themselves. McAfee said they had big brains. Netflix had the logo appear on the scoreboard ribbon the arena. And we had Netflix promotion here on Monday Night Raw. And they really let you know what's going on. Uh, a year in advance. Jackie Redmond. We had a sit-down interview with Jackie Redmond and R-Truth. Now, R-Truth said, when he first met the Judgment Day, it was special. Like the first time John Cena tried on a pair of jean shorts. Redmond asked how much he blames Damian Priest for what happened. Truth said, Priest broke his heart. I haven't cried this much since the finale of This Is Us, says R-Truth. He said, Damien was his duck. And he references the ducks leaving Tony Soprano. 
Redmond said his loyalty to the Judgment Day was genuine, so he will be able to let anyone else in after all he's been through. He won't be he won't be able to let anyone else in after all he's been through. Truth says he has new friends, and he says he's got the backing of Degeneration X. Apparently, he thinks Johnny Gargano is Shawn Michaels, and he thinks Tommaso Ciampa is Triple H. He says they can keep Nick Mysterio locked away without access to Facebook. He says they can't silence people. I don't know. I don't know. Our truth's got the fucking raincoat on. I mean, I don't know where they're going with this, but I said this on social media, and I'll say it again in a little bit. I'll say it again now. Our truth is going to win those tag team titles at WrestleMania. Mark my words. Bookmark it. Clip it. It's going to happen. If it doesn't happen, I'd be shocked. We got UFC lightweight fighter Michael Chandler in the arena. He takes the microphone from Samantha Irvin, and he yelled out from the front row. He was sitting right behind the commentary table. He yells out that he's the most entertaining UFC fighter in the sport. And then he calls out Conor McGregor and told him to get his candy ass back in the octagon. Everybody was wondering when WWE was going to have some UFC crossover promotion. Well, it was going to happen sooner rather than later. And here we are. We're getting it right now. Michael Chandler called out Conor McGregor. I wouldn't be shocked. I would not be shocked. If we see Conor McGregor at WrestleMania. Just a hunch. Moving on. They cut to backstage where Chad Gable was speaking about facing Ivar later. Then a promo with Ivar aired. Who was talking about all the members of Alpha Academy. He says, gods have chosen my path. And it goes straight through you, he says. I don't know what that's going to accomplish, but good luck, Mr. Ivar. Judgment Day. This was a big eight-man tag. Dominic Mysterio, J.D. McSkillet, Damian Priest, and Finn Balor. Four-on-four against R-Truth, The Miz, and DIY. Shawn Michaels... And Triple H. Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa. So we got this big eight-man tag. This was fun. I was expecting this to be a bore, but this was actually fun. And this is going to set up the sympathy card for the Miz and R-Truth tag team to continue to fall behind and be bullied by the Judgment Day only to retaliate and get back some revenge, and take those tag team titles at WrestleMania. So we go to a commercial break about one minute into the match. And we got all of Team Miz Truth doing DX crotch chops. Now they all think they're a part of DX. And here I thought this shit was dead and buried. So Truth gets a hot tag in here middle of the match. He did his John Cena comeback sequence on McFish. 
Priest tagged himself in before Truth could go for an attitude adjustment on McSausage. Then McNugget headbutted him and Truth sent him to the ring post. And we go to another commercial break. Literally, I just, I feel like we just got back from commercial break and we're going right into another commercial break. So at this point, I don't really give a shit about the match because we got two commercial breaks in the span of three minutes. Unacceptable. So Champa, we get back from break and Champa makes a hot tag. Crowd was pretty lifeless for DIY here in Anaheim. I don't know why. He fired up. They started to get into it. He took out two members of the Judgment Day with a double clothesline. Champa then hit McSalad with a draping DDT before wiping out Priest with a big corkscrew dive. You don't really see Champa do dives all that often, but he did one here. Champa hit Balor with a reverse DDT, and then McDouble broke up the cover. That led to everybody trading big moves until Champa and Balor knocked each other down with running crossbody attempts, double down. The crowd was chanting, this is awesome. And Truth comes in. He runs wild on Priest. He hits his big scissor kick. Truth then knocked Dom off the apron and gave Priest a flatliner for a two count. Miz and DIY hit big dives to take out the rest of Judgment Day. Truth countered a South of Heaven chokeslam into a cradle for a near fall. Priest came right back with the South of Heaven chokeslam anyway. For the one, two, three, and truth pin, or uh, priest rather, pins are truth in this big eight man tag. Our truth will be at WrestleMania. He will be teaming with The Miz against Priest and Balor for the tag team titles. That is your WrestleMania tag team title match. They've set nobody else up. It's not DIY, it's not the Street Profits, it's not AOP. Uh, Tyler Bate and Pete Dunne are not winning the tag team titles at the Elimination Chamber. They'll put up a good fight, but it's not going to be those guys. They're going to take those titles right back to Monday Night Raw, and they're going to build that tag team title match and play out this R-Truth angle, and that's going to be the end of it. And then after that, will Priest cash in at WrestleMania? That's the next big question. How long does Damian Priest last in Judgment Day before he gets booted out? How long before the entire group just disbands altogether? I don't know. But one thing that I did notice, when they arrived at the arena earlier in the beginning of the show, they showed a, a clip of them arriving around 1 o'clock, 1.30 to the arena at the beginning of the show. Rhea Ripley was not with them. She was not with them. Whatever Rhea Ripley does, I think she's going to go out and do her own thing, and I think Rhea Ripley's going to become one of the bigger baby faces in the entire women's division. That's just the way that I see things trending right now. Ripley would be a great baby face, and everybody loves mommy. Becky Lynch. She was shown walking through the back. She is coming out next for a backstage or uh, an in-ring segment, walking back from the backstage area out to the ring. She's about to talk about the Elimination Chamber and how she needs to win the Chamber. But before we do that, Jackie Redmond, she was in the back with Sami Zayn. Zayn has no path to WrestleMania. Nobody knows what he's doing. After tonight, I think it's pretty clear what he's doing. 
Jackie Redman asked for his thoughts on losing to Drew last week. Sammy says he's been thinking a lot about it to the point of obsession. Or did he lose to Drew or was it Nakamura? He lost to Mac. Uh, he lost to Ma- Nakamura. And Drew McIntyre came out there because of the interference. That's right. He lost to Nakamura. Cody came out, and that's what set up Cody and Drew. That's what he lost to Na- Nakamura. got a, a, a win, believe it or not. I got Drew on the mind because I'm thinking that the plans were Sammy and Drew at WrestleMania. Now I just think Drew is getting the world title match, and they're moving Sammy on to something else. Sammy says he's been thinking a lot about WrestleMania to the point of obsession. He wants to be a world champion, but he's going to have to hit the pause button on this Drew McIntyre thing, he says. He says he's been down this road, and he's going down this road again. He says he gets stuck when he gets fixated on one person and he can't move forward. He says it's WrestleMania season, and he says he knows there's a path, and he needs his vision and mind clear to see when it presents itself. He says he has to trust his gut and find a way to make a historic difference at WrestleMania. He said he will be a champion. The dialogue for Sammy in previous weeks was he wants to be a world champion. The verbiage changed this week. Now he wants to be a champion. And he wants to make a historic difference at WrestleMania. If that doesn't mean Gunther, I don't know what Sami Zayn is talking about. And Sami Zayn versus Gunther right now is the best match for both. It is. Sami versus Drew was possibly the plan. Adding Sammy to Drew and Seth was possibly a plan. I don't like that. I would rather a one-on-one match. Sammy versus Gunther just speaks to me on a completely different level. And that's what I'm interested in. That's going to be, if that is the direction that they are going in, that is going to be an absolutely tremendous fucking match. Absolutely. David versus Goliath. Sammy winning that championship at WrestleMania. That will be bigger than what he did last year at WrestleMania, even though he main evented last year. He will be on the other side of history. And I'm here for it because I'm a big Sammy Zayn mark. Now, the thing is, I... I had this fantasy booking scenario that Sammy would eventually win the Royal Rumble next year and challenge Gunther when he's the world champion and beat Gunther for the world title. I don't know what management thinks of Sammy. I don't. Maybe this is the extent of what they think of Sammy. Does management think of Sammy as a world champion? No. I don't think they do. Is he a world champion professional wrestler? Absolutely. But you got to think, is he the the guy that's going to be the face of a brand? No, he's not. This may be the extent. Sami Zayn can do some unbelievable things with that Intercontinental title. Unbelievable. 
And I think that's where they're going. Sign me up. And you guys should be on board as well with Sammy Gunther at WrestleMania. Becky Lynch. She made her entrance and she's out there with a microphone in hand. She said that she's not there. She is, uh, there's not much new for her anymore. She's not out there to really talk about anything else. I mean, she's mentioned the Elimination Chamber and how she needs to win it. Nothing new here, but I got a new hat. The hat's new, she says. She wore this leather, this leather baseball cap. She said in five days, for the first time in her career, she will step foot inside the Elimination Chamber with a need to win it so she can face Rhea Ripley for the title at WrestleMania. She said she is the best she's ever been right now. And I would absolutely agree with Becky Lynch. I think this is probably the best in-ring that we've seen Becky Lynch for the last 12 months. I think this is the best in-ring that we've seen Becky Lynch ever. She talked about her opponents in the chamber. She said she doesn't have much against them except Tiffany Stratton, who is kind of annoying. And then this is where this segment went completely downhill. It fell off a fucking cliff, this segment. Now, I know Vince is not there. Vince is not booking the show. But, you know, for everybody that claims that I don't, I don't call out Triple H for bad creative, here you go. This shit was fucking terrible. If you're going to borrow anything from Vince McMahon... You need to do away with this. This was a Vince McMahon specialty. Having someone start a promo in a build of a match or on a go-home show for a pay-per-view, we got someone in, especially a multi-person match, someone in the ring with a microphone, they state their case why they need to do so-and-so. And then out comes someone else. Their theme music goes off. They say a sentence or two. They get interrupted by wrestler number three. Their theme music goes off. They cut a promo, cutting down the two women in the ring. Then wrestler number four comes out. Their theme music goes off. She cuts out or or she cuts off or they cut off the three wrestlers that are in the ring. Then wrestler number five comes out. Their theme music goes off. They cut off, uh, you know, the four wrestlers in the ring, and then wrestler number six comes out, their theme music goes off, so on and so forth. This shit sucks. Every time someone's theme music hit, I rolled my fucking eyes, and I just cringed. This is a pet peeve of mine. And I will complain about it all the time. Especially with six women. Five of which were showcased here because... I guess Raquel was out there. All six of them were out there. Never mind, five. I'm thinking, I keep thinking Rhea Ripley's in this fucking match. She's not in this match. She's wrestling Nia Jax at the pay-per-view. All six women in the chamber were out there tonight. All six of them. Every one of their theme musics hit... And they walk down the aisle. They say whatever they got to say into the microphone and they get cut off by somebody else's theme music and somebody else's theme music and somebody else's theme music. And the worst part of it all is they all sound fucking terrible. The one who sounded the best here, believe it or not, is Becky Lynch. 
She sounded the most genuine. Everybody sounded like an android. Liv Morgan. I'm a Liv Morgan fan. But Liv Morgan is a terrible promo. She is an awful promo. Raquel Rodriguez is not a good promo. Naomi didn't sound good here. Tiffany Stratton. Don't really think she's up to par yet. Bianca Belair. Whatever. Everybody sounded terrible. Everybody sounded terrible. They all stated their case about winning the chamber. None of them have a chance here outside of Becky Lynch, and that's it. Now, you want to borrow from Vince McMahon, why don't we borrow something that he actually did right? Which at this point, it's difficult for me, even, for me to even think what he did right. Which was not a lot at all. But if we're going to borrow, can we not borrow this? Why does everybody's theme music need to go off? Can't they, can't they just send them out there with a micro? Like, we don't, we, we don't know who the fuck they are? If you're going to borrow something, this needs to die. A thousand deaths. Segments like this. This was terrible. Ivar. He went one-on-one with Chad Gable. These guys only got seven minutes. I don't really know what the point of this match was. It was something we've seen already on Monday Night Raw. Figured they'd use this for Chad Gable to get a victory over Ibar and maybe stamp his ticket to WrestleMania. Prove that he's beaten a lot of different guys on Monday Night Raw to get back to that IC title chase and wrestle Gunther at WrestleMania. I don't know if Chad Gable is going to have any spot at WrestleMania Period. This was uh, not as good as their last effort. Crowd was definitely not as invested here in these two as the crowd was last time. Very quiet. Ivar slammed Gable onto the barricade. They go into a commercial break, literally a minute into the match. Very difficult to get into the match when half of it takes place during the commercial. After the break, Ivar had to sit out powerbomb. He goes for recovery, gets a two count. Gable ducked a big Ivar kick and shot blocked Ivar's leg. Gable tried for the chaos theory, but failed and applied a sunset flip cradle for a two count on the big man. Gable tried an ankle lock. Ivar kicked out of it. Gable drove Ivar out of the ring, but Ivar shoved him into the side of the ring. Then you got the LED screens on the side of the ring kind of going out. Because Ivar smashed into it. Back in the ring. Gable tried a German again, but Ivar blocked it. And he hit a big spinning kick on Gable. Ivar followed with a big seated senton for a near fall. So Ivar goes up top. He goes for the doom salt, his version of the moon salt. Gable avoided the doom salt. And then he finally gets the chaos theory German suplex on Ivar, very impressive. Crowd pop for that because it was a delayed German, and it was beautiful. Gable hit a moonsault of his own, which looked perfect for a two. Gable then transitioned immediately into an ankle lock, and Ivar actually tapped out to Gable's ankle lock. Otis, Maxine Dupree, who got the lowest rating in the history of 2K Sports. I think she's, what is she, like a 64? Surprised she's even in the fucking game. 
and Akira Tozawa all entered the ring to celebrate with Gable. The match was not given enough time. I don't know why they're celebrating such a big win over Ivar here when it really means nothing. What's the follow-up here for Gable? Is he going after Gunther? Is he going to vie for the title? What is he doing at WrestleMania? Just felt really, really rushed, really abrupt. I don't know. Kathy Kelly. She interviewed Drew McIntyre. He was backstage who said he always tells the truth. He said Cody has been on a run of a lifetime. She asked if his win over Cody was tainted because the bloodline helped. Drew said he heard people calling him a hypocrite. He said he saw the bloodline at ringside and his first thought was to go after them. But then he realized he's doing what he's doing for the world title for Raw and for the fans. So the mission statement is clear. I need to save Monday Night Raw. And if the bloodline is going to have a problem with Cody and help me get there, so be it, pal. I have no problem with that whatsoever. Good on him. I would have did the same thing. The New Day, they were backstage. They cut a promo on Imperium, who we did not see tonight. Kofi said Imperium tried to end his career. He says that put them in a state of mind that they don't want to be in, and especially Imperium, they don't want them in this current state of mind. He says they are the industry standard when it comes to professional tag team wrestling. He said it isn't over until they say it's over. Then they reveal they're getting a rematch against Imperium next week, and it's no rules. They pick up kendo sticks and say that it will be New Day versus Imperium in a street fight. Great. We can just go and call it a Texas death match. Everything's a Texas death match over in AEW. How many Texas death matches have we had in the last year in AEW? Seemingly, every time they go to Texas, it's a Texas death match. Tony Khan's got this addiction to Texas death matches. Street fight. Imperium, New Day. Should be awesome. Should end the feud as well. Main event time. Gunther. He defends the Intercontinental Championship against Us. Yeet? No yeet. Jey Uso. Jey Uso has been wanting a singles title in WWE ever since he moved to Monday Night Raw. He's been a champion on Raw. Tag team champion with Cody Rhodes. But he wants to win his first major singles title in WWE this year. Too bad it's not going to come on this night, on this show, and by Gunther. Not going to happen. So, Gunther got a very abbreviated entrance. Not like it really matters because he was never losing the match anyway, but Gunther got a very abbreviated entrance. We came back from commercial and Gunther was already 80% done with his entrance. Jey Uso got a full entrance, and he's doing the whole yeet. Pat McAfee's on the table doing the yeet. Jey Uso's got the best entrance in WWE. It gets you hyped. Only imagine when that happens at WrestleMania, how big it's going to be. It's going to be great. So, 
Gunther shoved Jay. As soon as the bell rung, Jay then slapped Gunther. Gunther kicked him, chopped him, started beating up Jay at ringside. Literally 90 seconds into this match, we go to commercial break. Another one of these matches that goes right to a commercial break, man. We got two commercial breaks in this thing. Half of the match took place in the commercial break. Very tough to get into. Jay, back from break, making a comeback. He blocked a powerbomb onto the announce desk. He backdropped Gunther on the outside. Gave Gunther a Samoan drop on the desk. Pat McAfee says, a Samoan drop to the Austrian. Gunther took over again. We go back inside. Big power bomb stack covered by Gunther. He goes for a cover, gets a two count. Gunther charges at Jay. Jay ducks. And Gunther crashed to the floor. He then dove onto Gunther at ringside. And at the eight-minute mark, we go to commercial break. So legitimately, 90 seconds into the match, we get commercial break. We get back from break. The eight-minute mark of the match happens. We go to commercial break. So most of the beginning of this match, we saw nothing. We didn't see much of anything. Again, this is your main event. Very difficult to get into it when you got two big commercial breaks in between fucking everything up. So we get back from the commercial break. Rapid-fire strikes between both guys in the ring. Jay hits a spear, lands a near fall. He prepared for the top rope Uso splash. Gunther knocked him off balance with a big chop and then took him off the top rope with a superplex. Gunther landed a big top rope splash for a near fall. Jay is behind, but he starts rallying again and this time has got Gunther down. He goes up top for the Uso splash. He hits it. All of a sudden, this was, by the way, we got five spears. Jay Uso hit Gunther with five spears. And then the Uso splash. I knew he wasn't winning the title. I mean, he could, he could have delivered 50 fucking spears. It, it wasn't going to change the, the, the outcome of the match. Jay Uso was not winning the championship. So he goes off to the top rope. He lands his top rope splash. He goes for a cover. And the bell starts ringing frantically. Now, the referee's not even in, this, in his motion. He counts one, two, and then he's in the... Motion to count three, and then the bell starts ringing. Ding, 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 ding. Frantically on the outside. We see some guy wearing a black hoodie leaning over. You can't see his face. I knew who it was immediately. I mean, he didn't even need to fucking lift up the hood. I knew who it was. He lifts up the hood. It's Jimmy Uso underneath the hood. He's ringing the bell, smiling maniacally that he ruined his brother's chances of beating Gunther. Michael Cole yelled, what are you doing here? This son of a bitch. Get him out of here. Jay gets up, looks at his brother, going through attacks him from behind. Jay all of a sudden comes back. He scores a leverage two count. Very close near fall on Gunther. Super kicks Gunther. Jay forgets about Gunther and instead dives onto Jimmy on the outside, taking out Jimmy and two security guards who were trying to get Jimmy the hell out of there. Jay then went for another top rope splash. Gunther lifted his knees and leveraged Jay's shoulders down for the win. He didn't win with a power bomb. He didn't win with a big splash. He didn't win with the big boot. Nothing. He won with a leverage pin. I guess that's... 
I guess that's the right. Well, listen, it's the right outcome, but you want Jay. You want Jay to look. You don't want him to completely be destroyed out there. Jay, Jay already lost because of Jimmy. So why add insult to injury is what I say. A leverage pin is a win regardless. Gunther retains the title. 19 minutes or so in the main event. Afterwards, Jimmy attacked Jay. Michael Cole said Jimmy cost Jay's chance at the undisputed title at SummerSlam. And now tonight at the Intercontinental title. Jimmy yelled at Jay that he's always the big brother no matter what. McAfee said Jimmy is jealous of Jay. Jimmy landed a big top rope splash. Jimmy lands another splash. Michael Cole called him despicable. And then he says, this civil war has erupted between the brothers Uso as Monday Night Raw goes off the air. Gunther was the right outcome. There's no reason why Jay should win the Intercontinental title. I know that there was a rumor going around that, oh, what if Jay wins the Intercontinental title and they do Jimmy versus Jay for the Intercontinental title? <laughs> no. No, that's, that's, that's just awful. Nobody wants to see that. Gunther and Sami Zayn is the direction. Jimmy and Jay is the direction. It's the whole reason why they moved Jay over to Raw and kept Jimmy on SmackDown so that they can build to this moment. I like the way that they handled it. I like the way that Jimmy fucked over Jay at SummerSlam against Roman. And I love the fact that he did it again here tonight against Gunther. Picked his spots. That's the right outcome. I do not believe the Russell Votes reports. Well, I believe Russell Votes is correct in his reporting. I just think that WWE tried to kind of ward the scent off away from Gunther actually winning it. They wanted to pretend like Jay was going to win the title, only to have Jimmy come out as a surprise, Jimmy be on Raw, and set the match up for WrestleMania between Jimmy and Jay Uso. I like it. I like it. Gunther can now worry about Sami Zayn, and WrestleMania is finally starting to take shape. So right now, WrestleMania is looking like Cody versus Roman, Potentially, Drew McIntyre versus Seth Rollins. Potentially. We don't know. Those are the two championship matches. Sami Zayn versus Gunther for the Intercontinental title. Jimmy versus Jey Uso. EO versus Bayley for the women's champion, the WWE Women's Championship. Rhea versus Becky for the Women's World Championship. Miz and R-Truth versus Damian Priest and Finn Balor for the WWE Undisputed Tag Team Championships. I'm going to throw Andrade versus Rey, or not Andrade, uh, Santos. Santos Escobar versus Rey Mysterio in there just for the hell of it because I think that's, if Rey is ready to come back, that's your WrestleMania match for those guys. WrestleMania is shaping up to be uh, a very good show so far with that already lined up. Looking good. And we haven't even included The Rock in this. We don't know if we're getting that tag team match. WrestleMania is shaping up nice. I thought Monday Night Raw was solid. It built towards the chamber. It built towards WrestleMania. Gunther retains the title. We got Jimmy and Jay set up for WrestleMania. Cody takes a pinfall loss, which is big news in itself. McIntyre keeps momentum. It's the hottest thing in the entire company right now. We got Rollins again, basically saying nothing tonight. 
telling Cody, the offer's still there. I will be your shield. We got a great ending to that Cody McIntyre match. Sammy with a promo sets his direction. I thought they did a lot of good tonight on Monday Night Raw. I thought it was a very, very good show. Guys, thank you very much for all of your support. We are going to get into your Super Chats in just a second. But I want to thank you guys for joining me here this evening. We had upwards of 3,200 here tonight on Monday night. We just hit the goal of 1,000 likes. Thank you guys very much for all your support. Super Chats are open. Get them on in. We will hang out in just a second. But quickly, I want to shout out my sponsor for tonight's show, Blue Chew. Blue Chew is your version of long-term booking. You don't want short-term booking. You don't want to be Tony Khan. You want to be Paul Levesque. Okay. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but it comes in a chewable tablet. You guys can take them anytime, day or night. Be prepared, ready, whenever the opportunity arises. And the process is very simple, guys. You're going to sign up at BlueChew.com. You're going to consult with one of their online medical providers. And once you are approved, you're going to receive your prescription within days. No questions asked. No waiting in line at the doctor's office, no waiting in line at the pharmacy, no awkward conversations with <laughs> none of that. You're going to have the easiest, the easiest process possible. And Blue Chew's tablets are made in the USA and they are prepared and shipped directly to you in a very discreet package. I know that sounds good to you. So if you guys want to benefit from that extra confidence when it matters most and you want to pen your own long-term story, if you guys want to finish your story, Blue Chew is the way to go, man. BlueChew.com, code JD at checkout. All you guys need to do is pay the $5 shipping and handling and you are going to get a free sample courtesy of the podcast. Michael Krause. He's always the first one in the venue, man. Michael. Good day, JD. Hope your weekend went well. My question this week, will we get answers? Because your dark horse cannot take no more pothole damage. LOL. Well, Michael, the dark horse is comfortably in the garage. Uh, it will not see the light of day until all of the salt has dissipated on the roads. And thank you for your $5 super chat. Um, gone. I see your comment, bro. That hat is badass. Uh, I got this at Pokemon Go Fest this uh, this past uh, summer. Yes, I attended Pokemon Go Fest. Where was where, I? Forgot where where was it? Randall's Island. I was there for uh, I think the what was it? Uh, the Saturday session. Uh, Nate with a 16 months in the venue. Thank you, Nate. Elimination Chamber this Saturday should be a good show. By the way, I have to say this about the Chamber. Um, I am not going live after it's over. I will be watching, believe it or not, I will be watching at 5 a.m. I will be live tweeting with my laptop at 5 a.m. 
pot of coffee is going to be flowing. We'll be live tweeting. We'll be watching at 5 a.m. If you guys want to stay up with me and watch, I'll be live on Twitter. But after the show is over, I'm going back to bed for a few hours. And then I'm going to be live uh, maybe around 1230-ish. One the latest. One the latest. I want to see what everybody else in the community is doing. Just to kind of disrupt the system. If everybody else is going live at a certain time, I'm going live that same time. I'm an asshole like that. Um, Nate, let's hope we see some common sense and good outcomes that are logical at the chamber. I mean, the chamber's pretty predictable, honestly. I'm looking forward to that Grayson Waller effect to see if Rock and Roman come out. Michelle Moran with the $2 Super Chat. Feels like Sammy Gunther at WrestleMania. Sammy makes history. Yes. Jamel Turney. A $9.99 and a $4.99 and a $4.99. Thank you, Jamel. I hope they push Stratton, how they push Bianca and Becky, but the right way, not forcing it. Yeah. I hope so, too. Stratton's going to be fun. Stratton's going to be a megastar on that roster. What if Sammy beat Gunther at Mania for the IC title and eventually wins his first world title to end Gunther's world title reign after Gunther has another great reign? I mean, that's something. Sammy, the only one to beat Gunther? I don't know, man. We should all thank Paul because just a few months ago, you couldn't even watch Raw. No. Uh, Raw has become the best show that WWE puts on. Uh, the changes to the sports presentation, uh, Lee Fitting getting in there and taking the reins over for Kevin Dunn. And obviously the creative part of it with Paul Levesque taking over uh, Monday Night Raw has made the, the changes necessary, man. Leaps and bounds better than what they used to be. Andy Suppers with a $5 Super Chat. JD, are you planning a double show? SmackDown, then Chamber, or two shows? I, I will be live on Friday after SmackDown. We're probably going to keep it brief, maybe an hour and a half. Because it's a taped show. I don't really foresee anything big happening on that show. And then I will be live uh, tweeting at 5 a.m. I will be watching the Chamber live at 5 a.m. Eastern Time. After the show's over, I can't imagine it goes more than three and a half hours. The show will end at 8.30. I'll go back to bed. I'll wake up around 11.30. We'll get ready for a live stream around 12.30 or so. That's the plan. Jamel Turney with a 199. Great main event. Yeah, you know what? I wanted to say this, but I, I kind of I didn't want to I didn't want to give I, I didn't want to give people any ammunition. The Gunther and Jay Uso match was fine. I thought it was honestly, I thought it was a weak match as far as Gunther's standards are concerned. I just don't think Jay and, and Gunther gelled well together. That's just me. Maybe you guys thought differently, but. I know, I know for a fact, because he's probably my favorite wrestler on the roster. We've seen better from Gunther. We have. I don't think it was a good night for him. Uh, Jamel, thank you, brother. Uh, Skinner with a 1999. 
Giant seed fucking planted tonight. Javers Jimmy is all but confirmed for Mania, and I love the way they pulled it off. I thought it was great. I thought it was very good. I agree, Skinner. Thank you so much for the 20. Uh, Clone Force with a 499. What's up, JD? You the best in the IWC. I know. Thank you. I was at Raw with my cousin, and the crowd was amazing and loud. We, uh, when the show went off the air, Solo came and Cody came to save Jay. It's great. Glad you enjoy the show, man. Tommy Brannigan with 25 months. Hey, Jay, the awesome show as always. WrestleMania season is starting to really heat up. OTS for life. Thank you, Tommy. Matt, fugitive with a 10 months in the venue. Thank you, Matt. 10 months down, still here. Forget the shills, JD. OTS for life. Keep up the great work. Matt, thank you for being here for 10 months, man. Another 10 months to you, my brother. Latoya Woods with five months in the venue. Hello, everyone, she says. Hello, Latoya. Krauser with a two. Team Mystic is the best team. OTS for life. Oh, yeah. If I see yellow and red gyms, I always take them out. Always. I need my poker coins, man. Yeah, Jay's spears suck on Gunther tonight, man. They, they look terrible. Phantom, thank you, brother, for your $100 super chat. Appreciate your generosity. Sham World with the 199. Badly timed commercials every week ruins the show, yeah. I don't know why they take a commercial break so late in the fucking main event. Really. I don't get it. Chris, 20 months. Good show tonight, and Chamber will be good also. Chamber should be a good show. No guard, 1520 with 22 months. Recovering from a bad asthma attack two weeks ago and watching you is helping me heal faster. Happy to hear that, no guard. Get better, brother. Yuri Lover with a final super chat. What's up, JD? Today is my 27th birthday. I sat at the head of the table, for I am the Prince of Pisces. Love you, OTS family. Notice me with a too sweet emote. Let me see some birthday cake emojis for Yuri Lover in the chat. Happy 27th, Yuri. Thomas Franco, thank you again, brother, for the 100. Happy to have you here as always. Mike L with a $10 super chat. Don't know why people are upset Cody lost. It wasn't clean. And they copied the way he lost at WrestleMania last year. This will compel him to take up Seth on his offer to have his back. Great storytelling. Yeah, I don't know why people are upset that Cody lost. There are bigger things for us to be upset with. Cody losing is not one of them. D-Man, 70 with a 499. Solid Raw tonight. JD, cheers to you. Best podcast in the IWC, OTS for life. Thank you, D-Man. Erwin Cardozo. Thank you, brother. Hey, JD, love your channel. 
Do you think WWE's building Drew as the next big baddie? I love Drew, and I'm sure as hell okay with this idea. Cheers. It all depends on if Drew is going to re-sign with the WWE. Right now, we don't know. As far as the reports go, he still has not signed a new contract. I don't think he goes to AEW. I think going to AEW for Drew McIntyre right now is a mistake. I think he should stay with the WWE. I think WWE wants to keep him. But Drew, I think Drew right now, as far as from what I can see, Drew is happy with the creative direction of his character. They're going to pay him. He's going to make money. But Drew McIntyre wants to know that he's got some creative backing. Honestly, I think if he signs a new contract before WrestleMania, I, I, I honestly think WWE belts him and puts the title on him at WrestleMania. Right now, I can't see that happening because he hasn't signed a new deal. Alex from Phoenix with a 199. They were on a business trip. Who are you talking about? Rock and Roman? Vinny with a 499. Cody is so over, it's incredible. Happy they found a way to give him a loss with a little storytelling. Good win for Drew. Commercials are unbearable. Yeah. Lord J with a two. Beating Gunther is bigger than the title. Gunther's made that title into the best title in the company. Scorpio with a two. Sucks that Jade Cargill won't be in the chamber. No, it doesn't suck. If Jade's in the chamber, then she loses. We don't need Jade to be losing. Jedi Joker with a $5 super chat. Why are we not getting announcements for this year's Hall of Fame yet? Paul Heyman is a lock for this year, in my opinion, being that WrestleMania is in Philly. Uh, I think we'll start hearing some announcements after the Elimination Chamber. Triple H is completely in charge of it, so I'm assuming that we're going to get some good Hall of Fame choices this year, starting with Bray Wyatt. And Jamel with a 199. 9,000 in Fresno for a house show. Good for WWE. Yeah, they're on, they're on fire, man. They're on fire. Good for them. Hopefully AEW picks up their attendance numbers as well, man. But they got a great show for Revolution. 16,000 should be a great show. And tonight was a great show, man. I appreciate you guys hanging out with me tonight. Another great stream in the books. Hopefully you guys were entertained. Make sure you guys check all the other content on the channel, man. There is plenty of it. Drew and I will be live tomorrow night, TNT. Should be a big one. We're going to do Chamber predictions. We're going to talk Chamber. We're going to talk Dynamite, Raw, SmackDown, The Rock's promo. What Drew thought about it. How it could have been better. What WWE is lacking right now with their biggest storyline going into Mania. Hit that thumbs up. Hit that subscribe button down below. And follow me on social media at JD from NY206. Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Cameo. Guys, I'll see you tomorrow night.
Andrew Vedala and myself present Tuesday Nights Titans. Until then, guys, enjoy your Monday nights. Enjoy your Tuesdays. And I'll see you back tomorrow right here on Off the Script. Yeah. <laughs>